Pastor Varun and Pastor Don Hopperson would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church, Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's dynamic teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. We have been learning about demonology or casting out demons. Actually, this is a big subject to teach, and it's very difficult to preach in only a short session. I believe that a lot of Christians in the world don't understand their enemy. There is a Chinese proverb saying this, if you're going to go into the battle, if you know your strength and you know the strength of your enemy, you will win 100% of the time. The problem is that most Christians don't understand the strength of their enemy. They don't understand the tricks and the scheme of the enemy. And that's why they get attacked. They get defeated. They get into trouble. So it's my responsibility as a pastor to really educate you in the Word of God, to understand the scheme of the enemy so that you can protect yourself and you will know what is coming and how you're going to protect yourself, how you're going to resist the enemy. You know that this is not from the Holy Spirit. This is from the enemy or from the devil. Amen. Tonight, I'd like to talk about three forms of satanic bondage or three forms of satanic way of attacking the local church. Three ways. So tonight going to be more like a teaching than preaching. So I'm going to read a lot of scripture and explain what the Bible say. The first form of satanic oppression or satanic bondage in the local church called domination of one person by another. Domination of one person by another. You need to understand that it's not the will of God for anybody in the world to dominate anybody in the world. It's not the will of God for a husband to dominate his wife. It's not the will of God for any parent to dominate their children. It's not the will of God either for any church pastor to control and dominate any member or the congregation that he's pastor. In conclusion, domination is not of the Holy Spirit. It's not of heaven, but domination is demonic. Whenever somebody use their soul or use their spiritual power to control or manipulate or dominate somebody, he is moving in the demonic spirit. If you notice, since I have been in the file of God, I changed a lot. Pastor Da saw that too. One thing that the Holy Spirit set me free is that I stopped dominating people. I stopped controlling, manipulating people to come to do whatever I want. A lot of times, parents love to dominate their children. They control and they dictate their future, what school they're going to go to, what kind of work they have to do. They even arrange marriage. That is domination. Try to arrange somebody else's life. And that is not the will of God at all. We're going to look at different forms of domination. The first one is witchcraft. Every time you hear the word witchcraft, you're thinking about either a man or a woman with a long chin. And with a long hair, and with a long black hat, and with a boom, and sit like this, and look very ugly face. 
actually that is a cartoon. But which or witchcraft is not just that picture. What is the meaning witchcraft? Witchcraft means an attempt to control people or make them do whatever you want by a power other than the power of the Holy Spirit. Whenever you use any spiritual power, maybe your soul power. Some people use soul power. Some people use money to control people. Some people use tears. Please. Some people use position. But when we talk about witchcraft, we also talk about spiritual power to control somebody to do whatever they want. If you can say this sentence, you have to be careful. If you say like this, I have power in my life that I can use. That sentence is wrong. That sentence is demonic because you cannot control the Holy Spirit. You cannot use the Holy Spirit to do anything. The only thing you can do is to yield to the Holy Spirit. You cannot say, I'm anointed. I cannot use the Holy Spirit to do something for me. That is not biblical at all. We don't use any power to control anybody. If you start to move in that direction, you are inviting demonic spirit into your life and the church gets into trouble. That's why I notice that some churches in the world, they start very nice. They worship Jesus. The Holy Spirit is moving. After a while, the pastors start to have a bigger vision, want to see some success, some more people, some bigger ministry. What happened? The pastors start to move in the wrong direction to control people, to get whatever he wants, force people to do this, force people to do that. And once he goes into that direction, he invites the spirit of domination or witchcraft into his own life and then spread into the whole church that the church get into demonic thing right away. We have to be careful. You know, some children still have spiritual umbilical cord. Some children still attach to, to their parents because their parents control them. You cannot go to church. Sometimes parents may know that you want to go to the church camp and then they call you up and say, Please come and hold mama's hand. Please come and be with me during August 15 to 19. Don't go to camp. I need you. I need you. That is controlling. You may not practice controlling by yelling, by using some kind of eyes like this to hit somebody, but you use your voice. Maybe you use something to control people to doing what you want. But I'm not teaching rebellion here. Don't take me wrong. I'm not teaching you to rebel against your parents. I'm not teaching you to rebel against church leaders or the government or anybody who has authority over your life. Because the Bible says in Ephesians chapter 6, verses 2 to 3, honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise. If you honor your father and mother, things will go well for you and you will have a long life on earth. How many people want to have a long life on earth? How many people want things to go well with you? Raise your hand up. What do you do? Honor your parents. The Bible says clearly in about honoring the church leaders. Elders, 1 Timothy 5, 17 and 18. I read from NLT, New Living Translation. Elders who do their work well should be respected and paid well. Especially those who work hard at both preaching and teaching. For the scripture says, you must not muscle an ox to keep it from eating as it treads out the grain. And in another place, those who work deserve their pay. So you can see that the Bible says, respect 
the leader in the church, and not only that, the Bible talk about double honor or pay them well. Don't let them become hungry. So we honor the church leader, but on the opposite side, the church leader should not dominate anybody, should not control anybody, should not use authority in the wrong way. Amen. Now, this is what happened in domination or controlling. When somebody practice controlling in your life or in the church or in the prayer group or in the care group or any place, something happened in that kind of chemistry between one person come in. You know, you can have a, maybe a prayer group and then a man or a woman come in, look very spiritual, look, know a lot of Bible, come into the group and start to control everybody, start to control the prayer meeting, start to talk, 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 and not let anybody talk, and start to demand people to do whatever he or she wants, and use the spiritual power to control everybody else. What happened when, that ha- when, when this kind of controlling practice happened in the group? There are two responses, two kinds of responses. One response is fear and insecurity. Some of you have a personality like very shy. So somebody come and dominate you and control you. What do you do? You kind of back off and start to like shaken and fear. What's going to happen next? Is he going to give me a hard time? So you walk in fear and that is spirit of fear. Demon come in. Demonic power come in with fear. Or on the opposite way, you start to get resentful. You start to get mad, get angry and hatred and bitter against that person that tried to control you. Some wife may be very bitter against the husband who is very controlling against the wife, controlling the wife all the time or dominate the wife all the time. So what happened? That create so-called bondage. This is how the devil put bondage into you through demonic power. Somebody come with demonic power to control you But if you don't respond in the right way, you get trapped into that demonic bondage. How? When you start to walk in fear, when you start to walk in resentment, walk in hatred and in bitterness, the demonic power of bitterness and resentment enter into that relationship and start to buy you, start to control you. And what happened? You are not set free. As long as you are bitter, as long as you resent that person, as long as you are angry against that person, you will never be set free. Therefore, I want to encourage you. It's very important for all of us. If somebody practice controlling over your life, you need to cut that umbilical cord or that controlling as soon as possible. In the name of Jesus, I cut, I revoke this controlling in the name of Jesus right now. That person cannot control me. That, cannot pro- that person cannot practice domination over my life, period. You need to stand up. But at the same time, what you need to do is to forgive, to love that person and pray for that person. If you keep resentment and bitterness against that person, you still get stuck in that bondage. That is a scheme of the enemy. If you don't forgive, what happened? You yourself get into the bondage as well. So one side use controlling, another side you get stuck in the bondage or the demonic power of resentment and bitterness. Therefore, we need to be careful 
set us ourselves free in the name of Jesus from any controlling. Don't have bitterness against anybody. Don't have any resentment against anybody that try to practice controlling and domination against you, over you, and just set free and move on with your life. Amen. You will be amazed. Since I have moved in the file of God and understand about demonology, I see more spiritually. That sometimes even in the local church, you can see a religious witch. That witch may not have a long hat, may dress nice with a necktie, walk into the church with the cross on the neck, but he or she practice controlling. That is a witch. Anytime you practice controlling, you are a witch. It can be religious witch. It can be full gospel witch. And it can be charismatic witch. I don't want that witch in this church, period. No controlling in this church, amen? No domination in this church, period. We don't practice that. If you see that I have that sign, warn me right away. I don't want to get into that bondage, amen? I tell you the truth. When people show up in our church, like some guests walk in, I even have to check my heart. Do I walk to that person and talk with the attitude that he needs to join my church or not? I have to be careful. I need to walk in and talk with unconditional love, no string attached. I give you, and you need to, don't need to pay anything back to me. If you want to join this church, praise God. But if you don't join this church, we love you anyway. You know why? Because I, if I start to come in with, Hi, how are you? Oh, I speak nice to you, nice word and sweet word to you with the attitude that I'm going to do this so that you can join my church. I am practicing witchcraft. Serious. I will never practice that to my wife either. I will not come in and say something to control her. Be careful. Amen. Everyone say amen. amen. I hope that no one is a witch in this room. Okay. And that's the first bondage. <laughs> this is a fun teaching. Okay. The second bondage that the devil, what, the first one is controlling or domination. Controlling or witchcraft. The second one called heresies. Heresies in 1 Timothy chapter 4, verses 1 to 2. Again, we are talking about how Satan attacks a local church. First way, put the spirit of witchcraft into the church. Manipulation, controlling. The second one called heresies. In 1 Timothy 4.1-2, now the spirit expressly says that in latter times, some will depart from the faith, giving heed to deceiving spirits. You see, deceiving spirits are real. Demons are real. And doctrines of demons, speaking lies in hypocrisy and having their own conscience seared with a hot iron. Heresy means departures from the truth of the Christian faith. Heresy happened in the local church. In other words, people come into the church, born again, love Jesus, or even the pastor can be strong Christian and love God and preach the word. And one day, he opened himself up to certain spirit. And then, what happened? That spirit of heresy come in and he began to preach and teach something that of the Bible. Go into something else. 
departures from the Christian faith. Heresy always happen in the local church. I give you one example of heresies in the body of Christ, such as food fats. So people say, in order to be spiritual, in order to be a good Christian, you cannot eat that food, and you have to abstain from that kind of food. That is heresy. You need to understand that God gave the food rules to the Israelite in the Old Testament. But that food rules are not applied to the New Testament Christians. The Bible says clearly that there are only four things that New Testament Christians should abstain from. If you don't like bacon, you don't need to eat bacon. But don't make not eating bacon a religion. If you don't like sushi, you don't like jayo, or you don't like pad thai, don't make religion out of that and say, I don't eat, you must not eat pad thai either. That is religion. That is heresies. But the Bible says clearly that only four things as Christians we need to abstain from. And this is in the New Testament. Look at Acts chapter 15, 28 to 29. For it seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us to lay upon you no greater burden than these necessary things, that you abstain from things offered to idols. Number one, abstain Food offered to idols. Two, from blood. In other words, don't drink blood or eat blood. Three, from things strangled. Four, from sexual immorality. If you keep yourself from this, you will do well, farewell. So only four things that the Bible talks about abstaining from sexual immorality, blood, animal strangle, Amen? The Bible says clearly that we don't follow the law of Moses in the Old Testament regarding food anymore. Another form of heresies is turning away from the normal marriage and sexual relationship. Please don't let anybody fool you to be super spiritual by living a non-natural sex life. If you are married, it means you're married. And you will not be more spiritual if you try to avoid being married. So, I want to encourage all of you, don't listen to this kind of heresies or false teaching. Second Peter chapter 2, verse 1, the Bible says, But there were also false prophets among the people. Even there will be false teachers among you who will secretly bring in destructive heresies, even denying the Lord who brought them and bring on themselves swift destruction. You can see from this scripture that we are specifically warned that the church, that in the church there will be false prophets and false teachers. And these people are sneaky. They will secretly introduce false teaching or the teaching that has departed from the Christian faith. This kind of teaching or heresies will bring destruction and damnation to those who teach them and to those who believe in them. And this kind of thing has been happening and will continue to happen until Jesus' return. Heresies literally mean choosing. It means you choose how much 
of the Bible, you will believe and practice. Every heresy except parts of the Bible, and it starts from the Bible and quote Jesus Christ. But the, ins- the essence of heresies is we decide how much we're going to believe. Actually, God does not ask us how much we're going to believe. We need to believe the whole Bible. The heresy can come in a different level of intensity. For example, false teachers can come and tell you that you don't need to believe in the power of the Holy Spirit. You can believe in the Father, you can believe in Jesus, but don't welcome the Holy Spirit. That will bring destruction to the church because without the Holy Spirit, you will never really know Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit is the one who helped you to know the Lord Jesus Christ. But the extreme case of heresy, and the Bible called this kind of extreme case, called destructive heresies in Second Peter chapter 2, verse 1. If you depart from the truth of the Bible a little bit, it can go on and on until it comes to the point that you eventually deny the Lord Jesus Christ himself. You denied his redemptive work on the cross. You denied the person, the nature, and the work of the Lord Jesus Christ. This kind of heresy will bring destruction and damnation to the church. Jesus is the son of the living God. He is divine eternally. He was born of a virgin and lived a sinful life. He died an atoning death and he rose physically again on the third day from the dead by the power of the Holy Spirit. He ascended to heaven, and one day he will return in person just as the way he left. After I say all these statements, and you say that I have problem believing in these statements, you may be affected by damnable or destructive heresies. And you need to repent and go back to the original truth of the Bible regarding the Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, be careful in learning from somebody who tried to take you off from the balance of the Bible. As a pastor, I pray to God and I promise God that I will not lead his church into false teachings, into heresies. I will believe everything the Bible says. I welcome every truth in the Bible and I will teach every truth and I want to obey everything in the Bible. In 1 John chapter 2, verses 18 to 22, the Bible talks about heresies through Antichrist spirits. Little children, it is the last hour and as you have heard that the Antichrist is coming, even now many Antichrists have come by which we know that it is the last hour. They went out from us, and they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would have continued with us. But they went out that they might be made manifest, that none of them were of us. But you have an anointing from the Holy One. You know all things. I have not written to you because you do not know the truth, but because you know it, and that no lie is of the truth. Who is a liar? But he who denies that Jesus Christ is the Christ. He is the Antichrist 
who denies the Father and the Son. The Apostle John talking about the Antichrist. The Antichrist will come as a person one day in the end time, but there are also Antichrist spirits or demonic spirits that work against Christ, the Lord Jesus Christ. Works against the anointing of God. The word anti or anti means number one against, and number two in place of. So the spirit of Antichrist or the demon of Antichrist has a special job to do. They have two main purposes. Number one, first of all, it is against Jesus Christ and the anointing, the anointed one. This spirit will go against the Holy Spirit. This spirit will deceive Christian to go against the power of the Holy Spirit, because the spirit or the anointing will lead people to love Christ. And to obey Christ, this spirit will try to get Jesus out of the church. You have to be careful if you are a pastor. You start leading the congregation to Christ at the beginning. After a while, you may have a big vision. You may want to build a big church, and then you begin to manipulate people and you try to get people to do what you want. And eventually, you lead people to worship your vision. Worship your plan and your ministry, and you deterred people out of Christ, and that is very sad. The spirit of Antichrist also want to replace Jesus by the false Christ or by other things, by materialism, by loving of the world, and eventually to the point that by. The false Christ. So when somebody say I worship Christ, you have to find out that is Christ of the Bible or the Christ that come from the spirit of Antichrist. We have to be careful because the spirit of Antichrist usually start in the Christian church. They all claim to be Christians, and eventually, some way, somehow, they start to get off into wrong teachings. By the spirit of Antichrist, there are only two persons that the Bible call the son of perdition. John chapter 17 verse 12, Jesus called Judas Iscariot the son of perdition. But in Second Thessalonians chapter 2 verse 3, the Bible says, "Let no one deceive you by any means, for that day will not come unless." The falling away comes first, and the man of sin is revealed, the son of perdition. Second Thessalonians chapter two verse three talks about the antichrist, the man who gonna come in the end time to deceive many many Christians to fall away and to deny Christ eventually. If people tell me. That is not true. That Christian can fall away and walk away completely from salvation. I want to tell you that that comment is wrong, because the Bible says clearly that in the end time there will be a falling away of many. Many people will not stay with Christ, but will go with the Antichrist. Therefore, we need to stay in the truth, and the truth is in the Bible. 
the more we know the truth, the more we know the Bible, the harder the Antichrist can deceive us. We need to keep our heart right. We need to be in the file of God. We need to let the Holy Spirit cleanse us and help us to love purity, love the Father and the Son, and help us to stay in the right course until the end when Jesus Christ come back. In 1 John chapter 4, verses 1 to 3, the Bible says, Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. But this you know, the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come into the flesh is of God. And every spirit that does not confess that Jesus Christ has come into the flesh is not of God. And this is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you have heard was coming and is now already in the world. You can see from this few scripture that the spirit of Antichrist will reject the relationship between the Father and the Son, Jesus Christ. They accept God. They say, yes, there is God who created the world, but Jesus is not the Son of God. They will reject the deity of the Lord Jesus Christ. They will reject the work of the Lord Jesus Christ that He died to save mankind from the penalty of sin. They will reject the resurrection of Jesus Christ, His birth from the Virgin. They don't want to accept Jesus Christ. The word false prophets mean those who move by a wrong spirit. Any prophet, either false prophet or true prophet, will operate by another spirit. Either the spirit of demon or the spirit of God, the Holy Spirit. Therefore, you have to be careful when people call themselves, I am a prophet. You need to check. You need to find out. What spirit is working in that person? If the spirit declines or denies Jesus Christ as the son of the living God, that person is operating by the spirit of antichrist or false prophet. I remember many years ago, a person came to my church and this person said that I am a Christian and she always said, God, 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 but she never said the word Christ. She never admitted that Christ is her savior. And one day, she began to act kind of weird and ask the permission to go up and dance to her God on the stage. And I know right away that this is something kind of out of place. The spirit in her is not the spirit of Christ or the Holy Spirit. So one point I asked her, who is Christ for your life? She was quiet. She did not say that Christ is my Lord and Savior. I knew right away that she was not a Christian. But she called that she believed in God. And in fact, the curse went down into her son. She left the church. She did not want to repent. And her son eventually got affected by demonic spirit that caused him to be crazy and had to go into the mental hospital. So you can see that we have to be careful. We don't play with demonic spirit. So the Spirit of God will always lead a person to accept Christ, to love Christ, to serve Christ, to honor Christ, and to worship Christ. 
and only Jesus alone is the channel or the door to the Father. There is no other name under the earth, or on the earth, or above the earth, that can lead you to the living God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. The third way that the devil attacks the church is false religion. So number one, domination or controlling. Number two, heresies that come from the false teacher, false prophets, and the antichrist that will lead people out of the way of Jesus and replace Jesus with other gods. But false religions are another way that the devil will attack the local church. A lot of people in the world are seeking power. They may come to church and seek the power to help them. And there are only two sources of supernatural power. One is of God, and the other is of the devil. Either the power come from God or come from the devil. I remember when I was a young man, about 15, 16 years old, I began seeking power, and I went to the wrong way. I received power from demonic spirit in Thailand at that time. They put the spell on my back so that the knife cannot cut on my skin. I sought the power to be able to control people, to be able to make people like me. I remember that in Thailand when I was growing up, there were so many, many spirits that offered you power to do something. And I was in the wrong way until, thank God, one day God saved me. God loved me so much as He sent somebody to tell me about the Lord Jesus Christ. False religions lead people to seek power from the realm of darkness instead of from the realm of God's supernatural power or from heaven. John chapter 10 verse 9 says, this is what Jesus said, I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. Jesus said, I am the door. He did not say, I am one of many doors. He is the door, the door, only one door. If you want to really meet the true God, the true living God who created the heavens and the earth, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, you need to go to him through Jesus Christ. Other names cannot bring you to the living God. Jesus said in John 14, verse 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Only Christ crucified, raised from the dead, is the only way that we can go back to the Father. Amen? A few days ago, in my care group, people asked me, can I pray to the Spirit, the Holy Spirit? I said, no, according to the Bible, we pray to the Father only, in the name of Jesus only. We don't pray to the Holy Spirit because you have to be careful. I believe that the Bible gives us the principle to protect us from speaking to wrong spirit. So we talk to the Father in the name of Jesus so that we know that we talk to the right God. But the Father talked back to us through the Holy Spirit. But when we talk back to God, we talk to the Father again. And through the name of Jesus, 
and the Spirit will speak to us again. So this is the way we relate to God. We talk to the Father in the name of Jesus, so we know that we talk to the right God, the real, true God. But the Holy Spirit is the one who speaks to us. Amen. I don't talk to the Holy Spirit. I talk to the Father. But the Holy Spirit is working in me, and I follow the Spirit of the Father on the inside of me. So the only door, the only way to heaven is Jesus. Don't seek power from other names on earth here. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 18, the Bible says, For through Him we both have access by one Spirit to the Father. So we can see here that we can go back to the Father and approach the Father through Jesus Christ, but the Spirit of the living God is the one who will help us to know Him. Don't seek other spirits. Don't seek the power or revelation and answer and help from any other spirit. Satan can appear as an angel of light. And his servants, mean fallen angels and demons, can appear as ministers of religion in the name of religion. So they can come with a nice, beautiful, loving words to you. Hi, how are you? You look so nice today. Come to me. Come to this group. We will make sure you are taken care of. They come and as an angel of light, lure you, pull you into the wrong spirit. So you need to check whether that group of people really worship Jesus, really believe in the Father, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob and really go through Jesus to him or not. Otherwise, you may unknowingly get into the spiritual realm of darkness and, and occult. A lot of people cannot really have relationship with the Father, cannot really move on in their Christian walk. They feel like they're stuck. They have stagnation in their Christian walk. The problem is that it's not always because of their sin. But some of them face a great barrier between them and the gospel because they were influenced by an occult or demonic power before they became a Christian. So that spirit or the spirit of an occult or false religion continue to grab a hold of their soul and their life and cause them not to be able to move on in that Christian walk and become fruitful for God. That's why Jesus said that we need to cast out demons. In my name, you shall cast out demons. The fire of God will expel demons out of people and people will be set free and they can move on to love God more and to serve God and become more mature and become more like Christ. Amen? Please don't seek spiritual help, spiritual counsel and power or supernatural thing from other spirits. Exodus chapter 20, verses 3 to 5, tell us that if you do that, if you seek spiritual help, supernatural power from other spirits or other gods, you are bringing curses to yourself and also to your children, grandchildren, and great-grandchildren to the third and fourth generations. Please, don't get involved with those accounts or false religions. The Bible says in Exodus chapter 20, verses 3 to 5, You shall have no other gods before me. 
you shall not make for yourself a carved image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above, or that is in the earth beneath, or that is in the water under earth. You shall not bow down to them nor serve them, for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children to the third and fourth generations of those who hate me. The Bible warns us that if we get involved in the past with fortune telling, medium, unification, Christian science, or any form of demonic account, we may have a curse on ourselves and on our children unknowingly. I believe that many of you who are listening to this teaching have parents or grandparents who got involved in an occult before, or you yourself may have come from that background. So there might be a curse on your life. You need to revoke that curse in the name of Jesus and denounce or cut relationship with demonic power in your life and seek the fire of God to touch you, burn the junk and the demonic spirit out of you so that you can be free to serve the Lord completely. Amen. If your parents, your grandparents or great-grandparents practice idolatry and occult, you may inherit the curse unknowingly. We need to cancel that curse and block that curse in the name of Jesus, by the blood of Jesus. The Bible warns us clearly that don't get involved in any wrong spirits or evil spirit. Exodus chapter 22, verses 18 to 20, the Bible says, You shall not permit a sorceress to leave. Whoever lies with an animal shall surely be put to death. He who sacrifices to any god except to the Lord only, he shall be utterly destroyed. So the Bible takes this seriously in the Old Testament. Deuteronomy chapter 18, verses 9 to 14, the Bible says, when you come into the land which the Lord your God is giving you, you shall not learn to follow the abominations of those nations. There shall not be found among you anyone who makes his son and his daughter pass through the fire, or one who practiced witchcraft, or one who practices witchcraft, or a soothsayer, or one who interprets omens, or a sorcerer or one who conjures spells, or a medium, or a spiritist, or one who calls up the dead. For all who do this thing are an abomination to the Lord. And because of these abominations to the Lord your God, drive them out from before you. You shall be blameless before the Lord your God. For this nation which you will dispossess, listen to soothsayers and diviners. But as for you, the Lord your God has not appointed such for you. God said that don't go to fortune teller, soothsayer, sorcerers. Don't go to witchcraft to tell you what to do because you are seeking help from demonic spirit. God doesn't want us to do that. If we do that, we are bringing curses to ourselves. In fact, the practice of occults and false religions were very prominent in the city of Babylon. The Bible talks about the city of Babylon in the Old Testament in Isaiah 
chapter 47 verses 12 to 13 stand now with your enchantments and the multitude of your sorceries in which you have labor from your youth perhaps you will be able to profit perhaps you will prevail you are wearied in the multitude of your counsels let now the astrologers the star gazers and the monthly prognosticators stand up and save you from what shall come upon you so god was challenging the people in babylon that let those occult practice the witchcraft the sorcerers the fortune teller the astrologer save you from this calamity so this scriptures talk about the practice in babylon do you know that the bible prophesies in revelation chapter 17 and 18 that there will be a woman called a prostitute who will sit on the beast on the back of the beast the bible concludes that this woman is a city of babylon so in other words in the end time the system of babylon will come back into the world will be prominent in the world again the system of sin worshiping idols seeking fortune tellers seeking occult and demonic spirit will come into the world to deceive the kings the governors and the multitudes of people around the world including some christians that's why the book of revelation talk about two kinds of churches in the end time the bride who is faithful to the lord jesus christ to the end that's why we need the fire of god to burn all the demonic spirit out of the church so that we can stay faithful to the lord jesus christ the second kind of church the bible call harlot the church that commit adultery with the world system or the babylonian system this kind of church welcome demonic power welcome twisted teaching heresies and seeking help from the supernatural power of darkness or satan and eventually this group of christian will turn away from christ and follow the babylonian system let me ask you this question do you want to be the bride or do you want to be the harlot i hope your answer is that you want to be the bride of christ so today we learn three main forms of satanic attack to the church number one, domination or controlling spirit of domination and controlling two heresies departures from the christian truth to the point that people deny christ and remove christ out of the church and this spirit of heresies starts in the local church three false religions people who are seeking supernatural help power revelation and advice or counsel from wrong spirits i pray that you will be very alert pray and seek god all the time that you are not deceived to follow these three forms of satanic weapons to that attack the church i pray that you will always stay faithful and loyal to the lord jesus christ 
you will not welcome any false teachings, and stay in a good local church that really teach the Bible, welcome the Holy Spirit, and surrender to the things of God. Amen. I pray that you all will stay to the end as the bride of Christ. May God bless all of you. Let us pray, Father. In the name of Jesus Christ, we ask for protection, protection over our mind, our soul, our spirit, and our body. We plead the blood of Jesus Christ upon your church, that no one in our church and many churches around the world who are sincere toward you and want you fully, completely, to be their God shall be protected. Shall be saved, shall walk in the truth to the end when Jesus come back. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. May God bless all of you, and please listen to other CD regarding demonology. I believe God will bless you and give you victory all the days of your life. Amen. We trust this message has ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching series, please contact us at 206-275-1042 or visit our website online at www.newhopeinternationalchurch.org. You may also write to us at the following address: New Hope International Church, 9170 Southeast 64th Street, Mercer Island, Washington, 98040. Thank you very much.